Hello, everyone. We are in the grotto. First, I'm going to start by saying I appreciate you. Now, the 15 to 30 minutes that we share, I believe it's life changing. We are in season two, and I wonder, are gifts better than salary? Let's talk about it. We in the grotto. Wow, we are here another week at the Grotto. I'm your host, John Pettis. Please forgive me, I'm a little congested here. You could probably hear it in the microphone, but I still, I'm able to talk, so I wanna get some content out. Be a little short, depending on how I feel, but I wanna kinda share some information with you uh, on this week, because I'm really excited about this one. Um, So I appreciate everyone that kinda was helping out the test and everything. Um, as we were trying to calibrate our flow and our style and things like that and the input. Um, Last week, our show was one of the highest listened shows thus far. I mean, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, So, you know, yay. And there's that group. I don't know where they're coming from with these applauses. Um, (laughs) But we got some really nice feedback Uh, for the direction that we are going and no matter what the feedback is guys it's truly a gift I mean people are not required to give you a gift they're not required to give you feedback you know you call a company and they help you out with some customer service stuff and before you even get to speaking to somebody they're already asking you, are you willing to do a survey at the end of this call? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe, depending on how long it takes. But um, feedback is a gift. So thank you, everyone. I definitely appreciate all the feedback that was given for the show. Definitely have taken it to heart. Now, speaking of gifts right because we talked about how feedback is a gift but speaking of gifts um i remember during christmas i had a gift and and i remember the christmas where my gifts went from what i wanted to what i needed it went from toys to sweaters (laughs) who doesn't need sweaters in chicago or Christmas time. But when you're a kid, you really don't care about that. Now, I don't know. My children, they like getting clothes for Christmas. So that's, I didn't care about clothes for Christmas. I'm figuring like, hey, mom and dad, you're supposed to give me clothes anyway. Toys, I knew it was something that was like, a, ooh, this is a thing. I can ask for certain things. And they had all the advertisement in your face. And certain things you wanted. For me, this one Christmas, I wanted a Sega Genesis 16-bit. Man, that was the hottest game system on the market right now. You know, you had Nintendo with a 8-bit system. Everybody was raving over that with the Mario. Even had like TurboGrafx-16 with like Bonk's Adventures. Like I'm really dating myself for real. Uh, but Sega came out and they had Sonic and Altered Beasts. 
I was like, oh my goodness, I want my own game system. And I knew for some reason my parents was gonna get it for me. But in my hunt for the toys in our home, I couldn't find them. I found all of my siblings' toys, but I couldn't find my toys. I think my parents knew at that time that I was getting really good at finding, I knew all the hiding spots. There was only so many places you can hide toys. And I knew them. And I would try to get my siblings, my sisters to tell me if they knew, like I showed them where their toys were <laughs> or I take out their toys and then hide it, show it to them and then hide it and um, put it back exactly the way it came. Listen, don't do what I do. But there's a point to this. So in high school, we had open campus lunch and that wasn't a good idea for a 16 year old to just let them leave campus and go outside and play <laughs> that's what it turned into and uh, me and some of my buddies we went outside went to McDonald's and just was acting out acting the fool and ended up getting in trouble getting taken to the principal office uh, getting our parents called had to get picked up and getting suspended and all that kind of stuff about two weeks suspension was like hardcore what was even crazy about that is that I didn't have a haircut yet and yearbook pictures was also coming up soon so one of the punishments my mom put me on is she told me I couldn't get a haircut for the rest of the school year <laughs> man I tell you my fro was so big it wasn't even shaped it was just growing my fro was so big the cameraman had to zoom out to get my whole head inside of the picture for the yearbook photo sophomore year it was horrible um but christmas came around and um my dad was so mad at me for just acting up he was like i'm gonna show you all your gifts i was acting out i can't even get mad at him for doing this but back then it was just like whatever um i had some reasons why i was acting out but i'll share that a little later and on the table he had a Sega Genesis 16-bit sitting there with two controllers just before they had the six buttons still three buttons but two controllers with Sonic and he took it back to the store and he says the way you've been acting you don't need to have gifts I don't have to give you gifts I get you what you need and that Christmas I got sweaters Hmm. So we want to talk about faith is a gift. You know, in Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. In Romans 12 and 3, it says, For through the grace of given to me I say to everyone among you not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think but to think so as to have sound judgment as God has allotted to each a measure of faith faith is a gift it's not something that God has to give you he don't have to give you faith but he gives 
everyone a measure of faith. Here's the sweet part. It says, for by grace are you saved through faith. It is gracious for God to save us using faith. See, we think that, oh, God saves us. He sent the son down the cross for us. And that's a good thing. It is. But for us to receive what he has for us. By grace. Through faith. That's a gift. Because all that he's done for us. He doesn't have to do it. And he doesn't have to use faith that he's given everybody to be saved. Here's the thing. Nothing can keep you from God. But let me put it this way. Nothing that you do can keep you from God. I know I'm busting some bubbles here. But nothing that you do can keep you from God. It's your lack of belief, lack of faith, or the faith that you've already been given, that you've already been allotted, not using that to believe God. That's what keeps you from God. Whoa. So what do I do with this allotted measure of faith? Well, here's the thing. I like to kind of take a little bit of an insert here at the end of chapter 12 verse 3 um, in Romans it says God has allotted each a measure of faith God has allotted each a measure of faith faith is the size of a mustard seed that if you speak to mountains it will be removed I love that God has allotted each and every one of you the faith to speak to mountains mountains in your life whatever those heavy things in your life that you're going through right now whether it's sickness whether it's financial, whether it's burdens, whether it's loved ones, whatever it's, if it's overwhelming, if it's stress, pain, he's allowing you faith to speak to those heavy things in your life and they'll be removed, cast into the sea. He was like, well, what do you mean, John? You know, what do you mean it'd be removed? I still have these problems. Yes, but the faith to speak to these things is a gift that all it takes is me speaking by faith that's grace the grace to speak to my problems the grace to speak to my issues and they'll start dissipating but what if it doesn't happen some may think I know I felt that way too because I was like man I'm sorry I didn't mean to act up at that McDonald's and, you know, vandalize the McDonald's. I was really sorry. That mountain of not getting a Sega did not get removed. (laughs) And so is it more natural? Is it more spiritual? That the things that God has given us, how it's a spiritual thing, how how it is spiritual, but it actually is something that can operate natural things. God has allotted each a measure of faith for faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. 
man, I hoped I got my Sega back. I wanted that Sega Genesis back, but it didn't come back. And then it dawned on me that that year was the year I got sweaters. And I realized that I didn't need a Sega. I wanted a Sega. I needed sweaters. Sometimes, men, we use our faith for the things that we want. And God wants us to use our faith for what we need. You need to be saved. You need to be forgiven. You need to forgive. You need to be a good husband. You need to be a good father. You need to be faithful. I'm going to tell you right now, can't do none of those things without faith. Here's the thing. You can believe that you can do those things even without God. But I'm going to tell you right now, with God, all things are possible. In areas where I do believe and I as a person, the man in me begins to fail because... I ain't perfect neither are you that faith begins to make up a hedge it's like gosh do I want to say cheat code I, I don't know game genie we talking about video games game genie where you say man where I fail faith picks up or make sure I don't continue to fall but the Bible tells us that all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory if I fall short of God's glory what makes up the difference my faith in Jesus Christ it, he's not just the gap but he's the beginning and the end and where I fall short he's also the gap man we have to understand that we put ourselves in these predicaments in these strange situations and I want you to know that having faith is that one thing that makes the difference we talked about faith a little bit last week talked about faith being the catalyst go ahead and check out that episode how faith mixed with us and God binds us together right but now we're talking about faith and where did I get it from? You know, wouldn't it be awesome if you lived off gifts versus salary? Then you have to be like, well, wait a minute. I would have to get so much in gifts to cover everything that I need. I would have to get a lot. Somebody would have to give me a lot because if I go to work, I know what I'm getting. I'm getting a salary, so uh, I'm going to try that. Well, how much time are you going to keep spending at work? I don't know. 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 hours a week to get something? There's an exchange. So 
salary is equal to earnings. I have to trade or change something physical or mental to get that money, to get that exchange. But when you talk about faith being a gift, though, it's something that's given to you because I want to give it to you. I give my children gifts because I love them and I give it to them. Most times, people, if you don't love somebody, you typically don't give them a gift. I tell my son this all the time. He'll give stuff to his sister. I have to teach him this lesson. And um, about giving things away that you want. Because if you don't want it, it's not a gift. Don't give people your trash. Hey, I got this old thing that I don't want anymore. I'll give it to you. And of course, people say, you know, one man's trash is another man's treasure. How about my treasure can become your treasure? If you think like that, then you start thinking more along the lines of God. Because in John 3.16, he said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He didn't give you trash. He didn't say, I don't love my son, so I'm just going to give him to y'all. He ain't doing what he's supposed to do in heaven. He ain't mopping the heavenly bathrooms real good. He ain't doing what he's supposed to do. No, he made it known. This is my son. I am really pleased with this guy. Listen to him. But I'm going to give him to you as a gift. Because not only do I love my son, I love what I created, which is you, men, women, children, this earth. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof and all they that dwell therein. He loves this world. He loves people. He loves you. So he gave you a gift and it's called faith. And you take that faith and you believe because everybody got a measure. It ain't nothing you did for it. Everybody get one. God has allotted each a measure of faith to the point he lets you know that I've given you faith and it's equal to everybody else's faith and you can't boast about it because you ain't got faith by yourself. Your neighbor has it and your loved ones have it. And the people who don't believe, they got it. They just don't know how to appropriate it. So we help them out. Well, yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about today. Faith as a gift. It's a mature thing. Something God gives us to help us out in this life. It's not a toy. It ain't a psychogenesis. It's a sweater, something that covers you when you need it and you need faith in this crazy world that we're living in. All the things that's going on, having faith in God is important. Listen, we're coming up to our time. Thank you so much for listening um, and joining me here on the grotto again. I apologize Uh, for the hoarseness in my voice, but I wanted to get some content out here to you um, and share with you, let you know that I love you and I care for you. And um, uh, someone asked me too. they said, you know, where are you at? So we are on 
um, Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Um, so um, feel free to share it, search it, and um, share with another man um, or someone who will benefit uh, from this. If you find value in it, thank you so much. I appreciate you. And uh, we are in the grotto.